0: Please pray with me. Holy Spirit, come and be present with us now. I pray that you would give me words to preach and all of us ears to hear you speaking today. In Jesus' most precious name. Amen. Please be seated. So today, we commemorate the baptism of our Lord Jesus Christ. You might be thinking to yourself, didn't we just have a feast day earlier this week with Epiphany, and before that, 12 days of Christmas? Well, it's not done. Uh, It's not time to finish feasting yet. Um, The baptism of the Lord rides close on the coattails of Epiphany, which we celebrated earlier this week with the Magi seeing the glory of god in the face of jesus what's interesting though is the baptism of the lord the reading from today today's feast uh, in the eastern church it is the epiphany god's glory is on display in the face of jesus in his baptism and um, so it's appropriate that on the Sunday after Epiphany that we would celebrate this day. But again, in the Eastern Church, in the Eastern Orthodox, it's one and the same feast day. So for Epiphany, what the uh, uh, Eastern Church likes to do is to have this big event of the blessing of waters. They'll go to a big body of water, an archbishop will come and will bless it. Now, if it's in areas like Russia, they'll have to uh, chisel out a hole in the, in the ground to find the water because it's all frozen over. Uh, they'll have this big event, and then in places like Russia, they'll do a polar plunge where they'll dunk themselves in freezing cold water and cross themselves to commemorate the baptism of Jesus. And then in a place like Athens, The archbishop will throw a cross, and then everyone, like, throw a physical cross into the water, and everyone will jump and dive into the water to chase after it, and whoever gets the cross wins. Um, I don't know what they win, but um, uh, that's how they commemorate the baptism of Jesus. So it's a big festivity in the East, and it doesn't seem to get as much attention, We have songs like We Three Kings. We commemorate the the Magi coming to Jesus, but we sometimes forget the baptism of our Lord. And so I want to ask this question, why is it such a big deal? What's the big deal in the baptism of Jesus? What's the epiphany, the revealing, what do we see of Jesus in his baptism? So that's what I want to explore this morning. And uh, we're going to be focused on the Gospel of Matthew. It's in your, your Bible, and your pew in front of you. So please join me there, or if you have it memorized, uh, then you can just uh, pull it up in your memory. Um, but in Matthew uh, chapter 3, verse 1, we see the scene being set. In those days, John the Baptist came preaching in the wilderness of Judea. Luke's Gospel helps to pinpoint specifically when this was the 15th year of the reign of Tiberius, Pontius Pilate, governor of Judea, Herod, Tetrarch of Galilee, with Annas and Caiaphas as the high priests in that day and age. The point being, this took place in a specific time. We can pinpoint, if we had a time machine, we can go back to the the, the year that this happened. And it happened in the wilderness of Judea, the wilderness near the river Jordan. We hear in those days, again, John the Baptist came preaching in the wilderness. John the Baptist was a character. Uh, I mean, we read in the text um, in in, uh, Matthew 3, verse 4, John wore a garment of camel's hair and a leather belt around his waist, and his food was locust and wild honey. Nowadays, if you ran into somebody like this, you would would probably not want to talk to them. It would be kind of strange to see this. But in that day and age, the Jewish people recognized in this wild and woolly prophet someone like Elijah, who dressed similarly. They, they saw that this man was a prophet, and he had words from God. And, and so what happened in his ministry is that Jerusalem and all Judea and all the region around the Jordan went out to him. They flocked to hear this man who had God's words. They wanted to hear from the Lord. And they would go um, to the length of going out into the wilderness to hear him. And John was preaching a message of a baptism of repentance. In the Old Testament, baptism itself was a ritual cleansing. So um, in the Old Testament, priests would cleanse themselves, purify themselves with water in order to approach the temple and minister to God in the temple. By the second temple period... Gentiles who wanted to become part of Israel, become part of the people of Israel, themselves would similarly receive a cleansing by water to be purified, to become part of the Jewish people. But John the Baptist's message was striking because he was saying Israel had gone so far off the path, had become so sinful that as an entire nation, they themselves needed to be purified with water to be treated as if they were Gentiles and to be brought back into the people of God. So that's what the baptism of repentance meant. They needed to amend their lives, to get right with God and to be uh, cleansed with water so that they could be back in covenant with him. So that's what was going on. This was the context. And we learn today in verse 13 then Jesus came from Galilee to Jordan, to John, to be baptized by him. So the last time in the Gospel of Matthew that we heard of Jesus, he just moved around two or three years old with his family to Nazareth in the district of Galilee. And this is, that was the last we heard of him. He didn't move around a whole lot, we could assume. Uh, In fact, I mean, we we hear of him at 12 years old. He went to Jerusalem for a bar mitzvah. He uh, certainly went to uh, the major feasts in Jerusalem, but for the most part, he stuck around in Nazareth. He was a hometown uh, uh, boy. He stayed there. Everyone knew his family. They knew his father. They knew he uh, took on the trade of carpenter. And so it must have been a big uh, thing when Jesus went to the Jordan, went to the wilderness, this is a big life event that we could recognize in Jesus coming to John. And he came to John to be baptized by him, just as many of the people in Israel were. Now, John himself was hesitant. He said, I- I'm supposed to be baptized by you, not-, not the other way around. It's because John recognized that Jesus, there's something more to Jesus Maybe he was the person that he was preparing, that he was the one who was to baptize with the Holy Spirit. He he thought, maybe Jesus is the Messiah who is going to be the solution to this sin problem. He's not the problem himself. So why is he coming to me to be baptized? Now, Jesus explains why. He says, when John uh, pushed back, uh, he says, let it be so now. Let this happen. For uh, thus it is fitting for us to fulfill all righteousness. What is Jesus meaning by this? Why is is it important? Why is it necessary for Jesus to be baptized? The first thing we notice Jesus say is it's for fulfillment. Jesus himself, Matthew points out, he is the fulfillment of the old covenant. Matthew points out that he is the fulfillment of the prophet of Emmanuel, God with us. Uh, When Jesus comes uh, from Egypt back into Israel, Matthew quotes a a, a prophecy from the Old Testament. Out of Egypt I have called my son. Matthew, the writer, points out that Jesus is a fulfillment, but he he, um, places in Jesus' own words the word fulfillment. Jesus recognizes that he is the fulfillment of the Old Testament. And in his baptism we see a new ark a fulfillment of the ark of noah we see a fulfillment of the exodus in the red sea in the person of jesus he will lead his people through the waters the flood waters in the ark who will lead us through he will lead his people through the red sea in a new exodus and so in, in jesus's baptism we see fulfillment we also, uh, the one reason that Jesus needed to be baptized was to identify with the people of Israel. You see, he got into the same waters of the River Jordan, received the same uh, cleansing and purification as all of these sinful Israelites. So he is identifying uh, just as the people of Israel. But Jesus, in his baptism, he did something more. He transformed The waters of baptism themselves. In the 1662 Book of Common Prayer, it states this By the baptism of thy well beloved Son Jesus in the River Jordan, did sanctify water to the mystical washing away of sin. One can say Jesus himself baptized the water. And by his baptism, Jesus launched his three and a half year public ministry. There's kind of a handoff that goes on here. You see, uh, John the Baptist had prepared the way for Jesus, and once Jesus comes, when he is baptized, there is a baton uh, handoff where Jesus takes the reins. John the Baptist himself said, He's got, he must increase and I must decrease. And so this really launches the beginning of Jesus' public ministry. And this is what we hear happen when Jesus is baptized. When he was baptized, immediately he went up from the waters, and behold, the heavens were open to him. And he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and come to rest on him. And behold, a voice from heaven said, "'This is my beloved Son, with whom I am well pleased.'" Imagine if you were there and you saw this. You saw the heavens rent open and the Spirit of God coming down in this form of a dove and God himself speak from his own voice that Jesus is the Son of God. No wonder why this is such a big and a momentous uh, event commemorated for millennia. This is an epiphany, a theophany. God's glory manifest In the person of Jesus in this event. So, what's revealed in the baptism of Jesus? There's a lot going on here. We see, first off, all three members of the Holy Trinity on display. All these players were present here. We see Jesus, the Son of God. We see the Spirit of God descending on him like a dove, and we hear the voice of the Father speaking. All three members of the Trinity were similarly at work in Genesis 1, where we see that God, the Father, created the heavens and the earth. The Holy Spirit was hovering over the waters. It's interesting, Right? right? And then God himself speaks his word. Let it be. And then the universe was. We see God... The word of God and the Spirit of God, all at work in creation. Psalm 33, verse six: By the word of the Lord the heavens were made; by the breath of his mouth the spirit, all his hosts, all their hosts. The same people who are at present, who are present and at work in creation, are present in a new creation, happening at the baptism of Jesus. And we, we hear the Father himself in his own voice unveil who Jesus really is, validating that he is the Son of God, the Messiah, the Promised One, the Word made flesh. And this epiphany event of the baptism of Jesus was corroborated by many others. We, see, we actually hear in today's text in Acts 10, Peter speaks of the baptism. He says, you yourselves know what happened through all Judea, beginning from, ba- from Galilee, after the baptism that John proclaimed. How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power. You see, Peter's pointing out that this big event was Jesus's inauguration as king, his anointing. We heard in, in Psalm 89 that David was anointed. Oil was literally poured on his head. And if you remember in the Old Testament, the Holy Spirit rushed upon him afterwards and prepared him for his ministry as king. And Jesus, by being anointed with the waters of baptism and receiving the Holy Spirit, is being anointed as king, the Messiah, the promised king who is to come. That's what's revealed in his baptism. And one other corroboration of this event the person who did it. John the Baptist has a lot to say about Jesus' baptism. He says in um, the Gospel of John, uh, the first chapter, verse 29, this next day, Jesus uh, he saw Jesus coming towards him and said, Behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. And then he recounts what he saw. I saw the spirit descend from heaven like a dove, and remained on him. This is his baptism event that we just heard spoken of. John says, I myself did not know him, but he who sent me to baptize with water, that's the Father, said to me, he on whom you see the Spirit descend and remain is he who baptizes with the Holy Spirit. And I have seen and borne witness that this is the Son of God. And again, he says, behold the Lamb of God. So John corroborates That this epiphany event reveals that Jesus is the Son of God, but there's another element that John points out. Jesus is the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world, and this is unveiled in his baptism. And it's because Jesus, in his baptism, foreshadows and begins his march towards Jerusalem with his death and his resurrection. You see, for us and what we hear in the scriptures is that baptism itself um, uh, signifies a dying and a rising again. And so it's fitting that uh, as bookends to Jesus's ministry, he begins his public ministry on earth by dying and rising in the waters of the river Jordan. And he marches towards his death and resurrection at the conclusion of his earthly ministry and the beginning of his ministry reigning from heaven. There is something of uh, a death and a resurrection in Jesus' baptism. That's revealed there. So the baptism of Jesus reveals much to us. Jesus is the Messiah. He is the Lamb of God. He is the Son of God, the second person of the Trinity. It's an epiphany. But we as good Americans will ask, well, what's in it for me? Why does the baptism of Jesus matter to me? What, what's, what's the big deal? And it matters to us because we as believers have been baptized into Jesus. Um, and his baptism matters because of our baptism. You see, if you've been baptized, if you uh, are, are like me, we've been baptized, we have assurance. Assurance that through us receiving the very same thing, we are grafted into his body. In Romans 6, verse 3, we hear, Do you not know that all of us who have been baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? Just as Jesus was baptized, so we are baptized and united with him in some mystical way. Just as he identifies with sinful uh, uh, Israel, his people in his own baptism, we ourselves identify with him in ours. And just as Jesus received the Holy Spirit in his baptism, there is some sense in which we can have assurance that we ourselves have received the Holy Spirit, looking back at our baptism. In Acts 2.38, St. Peter echoes the words of John the Baptist saying um, uh, when people ask him, what do we do to be saved? He says, repent and be baptized for the forgiveness of your sins, just like John the Baptist did. But then he adds this. He says, and you'll receive the Holy Spirit. If you've been baptized, you can have assurance that you have the, the, the God, the Spirit living within you, and you can effectively wage war against sin in your own lives. And then finally, if you've been baptized, you can have assurance that you have been adopted, that just as Jesus heard the words of the Father, you are my son, with you I am well pleased. You can know that you are children of God and God is well pleased with you. In Romans 8 verse 14, we hear all who are led by the Spirit of God are sons of God. You did not receive the spirit of uh, slavery Uh, to fall back into fear, but you have received the spirit of adoption as sons by whom we cry, Abba, Father. The Spirit himself bears witness with our spirit. We are children of God. You can know that if you've been baptized and immersed into Jesus, you've received the Holy Spirit and have been adopted as a son or a daughter of the Father, of the King, with whom he is well-pleased. So Jesus' baptism matters because if you've been baptized just like he was and you place your trust in him, you can know you belong to him. You see, we're saved by grace alone through faith alone. But baptism is a work of God. It's a miraculous event. And it's a means of grace for us. So I commend you to remember your baptism today. Remember your baptism. Maybe you don't want to go and and do a polar plunge in, um, uh, in Siberia somewhere, but one way you can do this is we have fonts of water at all of the entrances and exits, and you can simply place your hand in the water and then remember your baptism in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. This is one simple way you can remember your baptism. And so I commend you to remind yourself of your own baptism into Christ on this amazing feast day of the baptism of our Lord Jesus Christ. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.